San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good news. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer, coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, LA County, up the coast of Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 KFMB or tune in radio, you can hear this show as it airs on any device. All these podcasts are commercial-free on iymoney.com, and we are free on iTunes. Now time to introduce the main of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire, an accomplished marathon runner, best-selling author, lecturer, philanthropist, and a family office expert advising several high net worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, good evening. How are you? I am great. Just back from New York where my wife, Mary, ran the New York Marathon on Sunday. Congratulations. Well, great weather. Well, a lot, okay. lot went on in, in, in New York this week. We busy in New York. We left on Election Day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to just so. say there was a couple of speeches this week. And... Uh, Congratulations to all the winners and uh, condolences. Whoever thought the Cubs would win the World Series and Donald Trump would be elected president (laughs) within the span of a week. (laughs) So, Richard, you've been watching the markets at all. Uh, Have they stabilized, and how are you you doing? Oh, I think that they're going to stabilize. Obviously, Mm -hmm. there was a big drop immediately. Mm -hmm. That was kind of kind of interesting. I I thought so. I mean, I think Trump will be good for business. I don't know. When all is said and done, we could hope. (laughs) We can only hope. But uh, anyway, look, let's just hope the nation hangs on and does well, and um, and and, uh, and there you have it. So, but um, gosh, let's get right to our guest. We got he, two guests. We got a husband. Well, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we've got a veteran from the radio industry. He he only spent twenty two years of his life in this building, but uh, beloved guy from the days of Hudson and Bauer, and uh, with a long history in radio and media, and of course now off into uh, nice nonprofit uh, ventures as well. But I'd like to welcome to the show, without any further delay, Paul Palmer. Paul, welcome. Hey, thanks, Joe. Good to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, born and raised where, Paul, before we get into your radio career, because it's long and colorful. But Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I really, you know, born in Pennsylvania and grew up in Maryland, uh-huh. in Columbia, Maryland, right between Washington and Baltimore, huh. and uh, stayed there until I uh, went to uh, KDK in Pittsburgh when uh-huh. I was about 22 years old. 20, what was your first gig there? Uh, that was, uh, I guess I was a, an account executive at uh-huh. KDK. I worked on the air at WBAL in Baltimore. Doing what? For, Music? Uh, or? Actually, I was their first all-night personality. It was a big 50,000-watt blowtorch in Baltimore. Were you Paul and Palmer, I, or did you have a radio name? Uh, no, I just went by Paul Palmer. Okay. Earlier, we used Tall Paul. Okay. That's one of the things about being <laughs> six five. You can call yourself names like that. Well, at least we're RuPaul. So. <laughs> right. But uh, RuPaul yeah, doesn't do that well on radio, is, Joe. You've got to see RuPaul. Anybody who has worked the all night show uh-huh. uh, knows that getting to work at ten forty five at night and going home at six forty five in the morning will make you think maybe I should get into the business side of radio. <laughs> And that's where I made the shift. Larry King started like that, I think, overnight. You know, as a youngster in, in Florida. But he stayed on the he stayed on the air. Yeah, he did. But he not did. all nights. But so, he got lucky too, because he, you know, you know his career. He kind of cratered and went. You know, he went. He was a, a horse player. He went bankrupt, and he was his career was over at forty one. And then he came. Hey, that's an interesting thing. But um, mm-hmm. you have to reinvent yourself. So, so Paul, I, how did you find your way to San Diego? Well, actually, five winters in Chicago. I was sales manager at WIND uh-huh. in Chicago. And uh, if you've ever lived in Chicago, commuting to Palatine with two little kids, it was like, this is no way to live. 
Oh my God! And, oh, I uh, grew up there, so I'm still thawing out, and I've been here 40 years. So yeah, I, and I, it, actually, it was Westinghouse Broadcasting that owned WIND, and they also owned KFWB in LA. Ah. So KFWB had an announcer strike. After went on strike, ah. and they were looking for management who had been on the air before. What so year I was went that? out and did all news. What at year was KFWB. that? KFWB. What year was that? That was 1971. Ha! Okay. Thinking that maybe I would want to move to LA, and I spent a month in LA, and I said, uh-uh. And mm-hmm. someone said. How about San Diego? I said, where is that? <laughs> this is 1971. He said, it's about 100 miles south of here. Uh-huh. And I said, isn't that Mexico? <laughs> he said, no, it's right before you get to Mexico. And I, I swear, I, in 1971, I drove down here, called my wife in Chicago, and I said, I found the place. Now we just have to find a job. Nirvana. And right. the next year, in 1972, I was hired as the uh, general manager for KFMB, AM, and FM. Wow. And uh, spent 22 here, years here. Yes. Uh, wow. At so you were going down to Fifth and Ash at that point. We not were here. Fifth and Ash, yeah. yeah. Fifth and yeah. Ash. The old white building. The, which building was that? It, it used to be a newspaper building. I think the uh, San Diego Sun or something. Fifth and Ash. And uh, the to TV and radio stations were in that Fifth and Ash building. Did you go down the hill, Joe, like from 8th Yeah, I know, I know where El Cortez is, and then you get down to Fifth. Okay. There's I, a parking I, lot there now. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, there is. <laughs> In fact, I think KFMB still owns that parking lot. They raised the building, you're saying? Yeah, they, they raised the building. That, that's where KFMB makes all their money, for the parking. <laughs> Actually, I think they do it's pretty true. well with the parking. I'm going to yeah. have to check that out. We'll have to talk with Craig Blanke about that. So, right. Well, we, we worked there. I worked we there park from there 1972 until 1977, and then we moved to this building where we are right now. And and you, so and Craig, was Craig back there, uh, Craig Blanke, with you back no, then? No, Craig came to work with us in the uh, 80s, In I the believe. 80s. Of course, I knew Tom Sidley as well. He was a, he was uh, a veteran. Tom yeah. was there. <laughs> oh, yeah. So 70, you started here 72, you say? Yes. Wow. So what were the big shows on uh, for KFMB at that time? There was nothing on the air at that time. <laughs> The uh, the AM, AM, the AM ranked the AM ranked twenty uh, second and the FM ranked twenty third. Wow! So we had a real clear, clean slate. There was to no build talk. Sh- there were no ta- local talk shows on back then, or um, or any, nothing memorable. The KSDO, I think, was doing pretty well, but when they when they wasn't that much here. Okay. Happy so Hair was doing the mornings here, and we also carried CBS networks. Okay. So they would run. St- Shows like Your Earth for five minutes. Oh, my gosh. And then you would play music. As a matter of fact, in 1972, when I got here, the AM was playing music, uh-huh. and the turntable was playing these 45, um, <laughs> remember the 45? Yes. Justin, but, you don't know those. <laughs> to tell you how bad it was, the left channel of the stereo <laughs> did not go out over the air. Okay. So I came in to Dan Geis, who was the engineer there. And I said, uh-huh. Dan, I was listening to the Lonely Bull this morning, and I could only hear the crowd noise. I couldn't yeah, hear the da-da-da-da-da. That's da, a Herb da, Alpert da, song da. for yeah. you youngsters out there. And he said, there. oh, that thing's been broken for several months. <laughs> I said, so he got on, he, he drove to L.A. that day and got the part, cost oh like $400, <laughs> came back and fixed it. But that's how bad things were. And then uh, All right, so, when my, it, so Hudson and Bauer, when I got here, 70, I mean, those, those yeah. guys were gods. I mean, when, when did you discover those guys? Well, we actually started with Charlie and Harrigan okay. in 1970. Seventy-two, and yeah. Charlie, whose real name is Jack Woods, and right. he just passed on a couple of years ago, oh, okay. he was the main architect of uh-huh. KFMB as a personality station. Uh-huh. And then he and his partner, Harrigan, went to Dallas in 1975, and okay. that's when we brought in Hudson and Bauer. Were they already a team? No, they, they weren't. Okay. No. So uh, actually, how'd you discover uh, those Hudson guys? was a partner with the Harrigan, okay. Hudson and Harrigan okay. in Houston. 
Mac so Hudson. we hired we hired Mac Hudson, mm-hmm. and his partner had um, a child that had an illness that he couldn't move. Mm. So I said to Mac, I said, you know, who who can we partner you with? So he said, well, here in Houston, Joe Bauer is the only guy that really I find really entertaining. Mm-hmm. So we hired Joe, and we put them together as a team for mm-hmm. the first time here at KFMB. Boy, did and they the take first off! Six months of the show were kind of rough, rough. but once they hit stride, it was as we used to say. Um, you know, uh, one brain with two mouths. They were just in sync. Well, and they I, were number one for 10 years. I think they caught on with the, and the Chargers started doing really great, and they started yeah. doing those funny songs and right. all the stuff. And you guys were carrying the Padres at the time? Or? Yeah, we picked up. We knew we had to get the Padres because our major competition was Kogo. Okay. And Hudson and Bauer and Charlie and Harrigan became the number one morning show in about six months. Yeah. But uh, we knew that we had to get the Padres because at that time there was only 39 games on television. So the radio ratings (laughs) would explode (laughs) when you had games on. So you get a couple of games back in Cincinnati at 9 o'clock in the morning, and all of a sudden your midday ratings went from number 10 to number 1. So we got the Padres in 1979 and then carried them the next 17 years that I was here. Yeah, so that was kind of a big deal. But Hudson and Bauer were on for many, many years. They were what, 10 to, they were early, 6 to 9? 6 to 10. 6 to 10. They were the drive time. Yeah, and then then, then what what followed them? Uh, We had Clark Anthony. He was on with Jeannie Cabot from 10 until 2. And then Mark Larson. We had hired Mark Mark Larson Larson. back in the late 70s. Yeah, and what was on after Mark? And... um, Mark Mark did afternoon drive, and yeah. then we had Bill Balance at night. Oh, I love Bill Balance. <laughs> Bill Balance was a legend in Los Angeles, and uh, he became available. So he actually worked here. He's legendary years. down yeah. here too, but we can't say why. Anyway, we're coming up on our break. How about a little music there, Justin? We'll come back with Paul Palmer with these great stories about radio and his current exploits right after this. Hang on. Jump, 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 jump. How about that, Richard? Hail to the Chief. We're back with Paul Palmer, who's got a story about that song as well and, and with Joe Bob. What's the story on that, Paul? Well, actually, Joe did a character called Colonel Cuffmub <laughs> that was really pretty funny. It's supposed and, to be you, wasn't it? Was, that was supposed to be a, a, a parody on me. Right. And that came because um, uh, when, when Hudson and Bauer started working here, we needed to create some type of a character for the general manager. So Colonel Cuffmub came up. Uh-huh. And the KFMB are hard call letters compared to like Kogo. Right. Uh-huh. Kogo, you remember. Uh-huh. KFMB, you have to get it right. So uh-huh. they looked at that and they made a word out of KFMB, Cuffmub. Uh-huh. So I became Colonel Cuffmub. And when he would come on the air, this was the Hail to the Chief music that uh, they would play when he came in and did the bits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what you know what KFMB stands for? It means for Malin and Brittany or something. It was the daughter, the son and daughter of the original owners. Did you know that? I did not yeah, know that. Something like that. But did you know that, Richard? I had heard that. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, you were Colonel Cuffmub. I certainly remember that. And then Bill Balance, I used to get a kick out of that guy. Because he, he was, was he was the first one who started talking. You have women calling and talking about their marital this and yeah. that and their personal uh, issues with the, their spouses, and, I, and he had this vocabulary that was out of this world, and these turns of the phrase. I remember he always said, well, you know, "What's the matter with him, honey? Did he have a head full of rancid tapioca and stuff like?" I mean, he had these great hilarious oh, <laughs> phrases. He was he was brilliant. He was a Civil so, War fanatic. Civil War nut. I understand his and, place where he lived was just stacked with books and Civil War paraphernalia. Yeah, it was, right? he was probably the most prepared talent I'd ever seen. Mm. He would come in to do a three-hour show at night, and he would spend probably five hours 
making notes and preparing it. Yeah. And uh, it was interesting because the year that I was in Los Angeles doing that fill-in news on KFWB, Balance was on, uh, I forget the, the channel, it was um, 1010 or something up there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, GMS, mm-hmm. uh, KGM, uh, GMB, I think. No, anyway, anyway, whatever the call letters were. Mm-hmm. But that was the number one show. Yeah. It was called The Feminine Forum Yeah, that he did. So it was ironic that six or seven years later, he would come down here and do evenings uh, on KFMB. And then you, I actually came here for, there was a taping of a TV pilot with him. They were trying to do a TV show with him, with the, with the women and whatever. And boy, compared to today's uh, loose language, I, I guess they were taping this thing and he made some reference to breasts or whatever. And yeah. they stopped the taping for, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. And I think we all left. I think there was a big blow up and the thing never went anywhere. Do you remember anything about that? No, I don't remember yeah. the, the TV. I, yeah. I do know he was controversial with, with you know, language and uh, yeah. content that today you wouldn't even think twice <laughs> about. <laughs> yeah, but this was 1972. No cable back back yeah. then, folks, right? I no. mean, uh, my well, gosh. You, you were also here uh, when B100 commenced, right? Yeah, we started the B100 in 1975, okay. and the FM station at 100.7 was music only for a woman, and then it became music for the two of us. Okay. But it was an automated station. And Bobby Rich uh, was working with me, and Bobby became the architect of B100. So he mm-hmm. put it on the air in 1975. And uh, within two years, it became the number one station in Arbitron, 12+. Plus, and it was the first major market station in the country with the rock format to become number one in the market. And the B Morning Zoo, of and course. And the B right? Morning Zoo, exactly. How many people were on that particular Four. Show? Four people. Four, yeah. So the iteration now is DSC, which we have here now, another exactly, morning, yeah. morning team, right? Yeah. So how about yeah. that? The B Morning Zoo was on, I believe, from uh, 80, let me see, it was, yeah, it, it, the station kind of evolved from a rock format into a, a adult contemporary. Mm-hmm. And of course, then it became a star. Yeah. And uh, now KFM, yeah. BFM. There you go. And the KFM BFM actually originated from the old B100 mm-hmm. because when they did the legal ID, the FM as a hip rock station did not want to be called KFM BFM. Mm-hmm. So Bobby split it so it was KFM BFM. BFM. Yeah. And now the station is called what it was called in 1975. <laughs> Everything goes the, full every, circle. Yeah. As, as someone once told me, they said, you know, when Jesus comes back to earth, Mm-hmm. The only thing that he will recognize is the radio promotions. <laughs> <laughs> KFM, BFM, whatever. KFM, BFM. But uh, well, Paul, anyway. Paul, Paul you're, in your current iteration, yes. you're doing some really cool charity stuff. We had a little Tell run with that. Big Brothers, Big Sisters, Yeah, right? we did uh, 14 years right. with uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters. Mm-hmm. As CEO. As CEO. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, we were able to, to get uh, a team together that grew that program. We were serving like 180 kids with one-to-one mentors mm. and expanded that to over 1,700 mm. kids. Yeah. Uh, so I left there in uh, 2014. Yeah. Well, I want to leave enough time for this yeah. National Conflict Resolution Center and all the work you're doing with them and what they do and, and what you were telling us before we taped. So you want to run through some of that? Yeah. The uh, National Conflict Resolution Center used to be the San Diego Mediation Center, and Mm. we provide pro bono mediation for, like, refugees and veterans and foster kids and homeless. So that's one of the programs, but we also train in communication skills all of the uh, student leaders at UCSD and San Diego State. And that's obviously really important with all the diverse. Yeah. Can you help married couples with this, too? Can anybody go in here, or you have to have a bona fide conflict with a neighbor or something, or... 
Uh, it just depends. Okay. Because they also have a fee for service, but okay. basically a lot of it is pro bono. And, of course, one of the programs I'm really helping them with now because they also do a lot of work at the police department and the sheriff's department mm -hmm. in dealing in communities. And um, we have several centers that are in areas of the community where they really need to get people together because there's so many diverse opinions and viewpoints. Mm. But the uh, avoiding the pipeline to prison is one of my favorite programs because mm -hmm. basically it takes high school kids who have committed a crime and aren't really hardened criminals, but they still could be expelled from school and they could end up in juvenile hall. Mm. As we know, juvenile hall is where a lot of kids learn how to do what they need to do to get to prison. Yeah. So instead of throwing these kids away, they get to stay in school, but they go through a process that uh, NCRC, National Conflict Resolution Center, mm -hmm. facilitates, and it's a mediation-type process where the, the, the kids who have committed a crime get with the offended party, and mm -hmm. they actually have a communication that they talk this through. And the uh, the child, usually 16, 17 years old, apologizes. They make restitution, mm -hmm. and they are allowed to stay in school. And their records are clean. Isn't that great? And uh, what we found, and this is the really great part of this, is 98% of the kids that go through this program do not commit another crime. Super. And they get to stay in school. So and instead of throwing a kid away... They've got that second so chance. So that's ncrconline.com, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, the police, the sheriffs, the court system, the unified school district, they're all working with They're all you. working with us, yeah. yeah. As a matter of fact, we launched a, uh, um, a center in uh, South Bay, and uh -huh. uh, Bonnie Dumanis was there, and Sheriff Bill Gore. So we have great cooperation from law enforcement. And I see you're addressing bullying in here, which is uh, always uh, something to be dealt with, right? Exactly, yeah. And in terms of the conflict resolution, you know, uh, I think the philosophy is there's always a way if, if people are willing to mm -hmm. sit down and talk about it and have an open mind that yeah. you can come to some kind of a resolution. So the mediation technique in making that happen mm -hmm. is really significant. So you have some good success stories out of here, I would say. Really are, yeah. You know, what are some of the things you do with the student leaders on the local campuses? You know, actually, I only sat in on one of those sessions at UCSD but uh, part of it is creating a circle where you get a lot of diverse um, um, opinions. You know, attitudes mm -hmm. and opinions, and you find out that there are a lot of ways that uh, the people are together more than they're separate. And then also in terms of the art of inclusive communication, mm -hmm. uh, there's training in that area. So we have really high-qualified trainers that go into uh, both UCSD and San Diego State. And actually, we also train at Arizona State University, and uh, they want to expand it to many, many more students, not just the student leaders. Mm -hmm. I know after a Columbine, President Clinton got in a, a high school room uh, with the got everybody in a circle. It was a very diverse, racially diverse group, mm -hmm. and just talked it out. And boy, that was I was watching that. There was therapy for me because everyone was in such shock after that thing happened. But uh, hopefully, with this great work you're doing, Paul, that uh, those kinds of things will be on the wane and 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 not happen anymore, uh, or at least a very uh, in a very small amount, right? Exactly. And we'll so, have a, a major event coming up. It's called the Peacemaker Dinner coming up next mm. year. Last year we honored Richard Dreyfus. Mm. You know, and uh, of course he's. 
real concerned about That's, getting civics mm-hmm. back in, in yeah. junior high school Absolutely. and high school. Who's your honoree this year? Do you know yet? Yeah, I Not I us. have a pretty good idea, but it's still in negotiation. Okay. Okay. It's going to be very, very good and very, very interesting. Okay. Yeah. So people anyway, are going to want to look into we're that. Coming up on our break, though, Paul. Paul, Palmer. welcome back to KFMB. Yeah, thanks so much it's for being our being guest, here. and uh, we'll have you back again. This is really terrific. Thank you so much. Thank you. We'll come right back with uh, Tiffany Piku after th- after this. Hang on. All right, we're back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life. And we did win some awards this year, Richard. We got three nice second places. Well, I didn't, I didn't mention them earlier, but uh, anyway. Yeah, we did. Every year we pick something. Absolutely. Right? So you. over to Richard to thank our sponsors. Big thank you to our sponsors. Could not do this show without UBS. UBS is really cool because they're Swiss, and our next guest is Swiss, but more on that in about a minute. So big thank you to Michael Carancha and Drew Friedis from UBS, also our favorite CPAs on the planet. Recent guest, Signature Analytics CFO Jason Kruger, great CFO. Firm, and the more traditional CPAs, Polito Epic CPAs up in San Marcos, Don Epic and Paul Polito. Also, Joel Grushkin with Cost Segregation Initiatives, helping real estate owners improve their cash flow. Our favorite bank, now known as Mechanics Bank, formerly known as California Republic Bank, with Sean Puckett and Lane Elliott, great niche market bank that works with family offices and wealthy families. December 1, right around the corner, in terms of open enrollment and employee benefits, highly recommend Hub International, formerly known as Mars Maddox Insurance. Also, my great friend Tony Lombardi with the LG Experience and the Lombardi Group, helping wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. Paul Hines, Paul heads, of course, Hearthstone Private Wealth Management, as well as the senior safeandsound.org initiative here in San Diego. Our favorite mortgage broker, Nathan Watkins. Interest rates are ridiculously low still, so whether you're buying or refinancing, Nathan Watkins. Carl Sheeler, former sponsor with Berkeley Research Group, now sponsoring his charity, Two Bears Ranch, bringing equine therapy to veterans with PTSD. Check out twobearsranch.com. And of course, Michelle St. Clair with Elite Lifestyle Management, helping people who have no time get all kinds of things done so that their day to life goes much more smoothly. Again, Michelle St. Clair with Elite Style Management. And if anybody's getting hungry listening to the show, we can we can help them there too, right, Jim? Absolutely. There's Lestat's Coffee Houses and uh, the new one in Hillcrest. There's also the original in University Heights and in, uh, um, I mean, in Normal Heights and in University Heights. Open 24-7, 365, always crowded, everything made on site, and a very nice atmosphere. And also the Very Good Food Foundation, headed up by Michelle Ciccarelli Lirac, and another show coming up with her this month about sustainability in seafood. And we thank them for all their support. And if you want to know more about a sponsor, just go to IYMoney.com. There is a sponsor tab and a drop-down menu with information about uh, all the sponsors. And I know many have been working with you, Richard, for many uh, years with great success, right? That is true. In some cases, almost 30 years. We put some (laughs) other cool stuff up, too, recently, like my wife, Mary, running the New York Marathon. Absolutely. 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 So, but um, anyway, we've got a very special guest. I met this this young lady, actually with Paul. Uh, There was a fundraiser uh, or a friendraiser a few months ago. Uh, and I know we recently had Bob Babbitt with the Challenged Athlete Foundation on, and a nice transition into this guest is the is the fact that she is executive director and the lead uh, physical therapist for a place called the Challenge Center, and they're out in La Mesa, and they do life-changing, marvelous work, and her name is Tiffany Picciude, and Tiffany, welcome to our show. Thanks very much. Happy to be here. Our absolute Joe, pleasure. Joe, good work on that name. <laughs> Joe, was practicing. Joe was practicing during well the break. Done. Well, I screwed it up at the first break, right. so but we uh, we recovered as as usual. So, but uh, Tiffany, gosh, what a 
I, I saw the video, I met you, I heard what you do. I mean, you, you work with uh, spinal injuries and brain injuries and you get people uh, who are never supposed to walk again to, to, to walk and it, it's just uh, amazing. Yeah. But uh, And sometimes run. Yes. And so you were, you, maybe you can say a little bit about your background. Yeah, Joe, the usual, history. Yeah, yeah. I know you. I know room you, to present. Right. Well, I know you went to UC Santa Barbara, but uh, if you want to, wherever you want to start, where you're born and raised, and then uh, right into college and then uh, into your career. Sure. Um, actually, I'm a Southern California kid, born okay. and raised in Yorba Linda, California. All right. Birthplace of. Our good friend Tricky Dicky yeah. Nixon. Yeah. yeah Richard Nixon. Well, Whittier wasn't in the libraries in your Belinda, right? The library's there, yeah. yeah. And the little house he was born in, I guess. But, How about uh, that? Yeah, I know. A little, it's a very small town. That's why I know so much about it. Hmm. But okay. uh, yeah, then I went to UC Santa Barbara and mm-hmm. then UOP and got my master's in physical therapy. Mm-hmm. And through a very kind of circuit roundabout way, uh-huh. um, I was working with people in wheelchairs, getting them high-tech wheelchairs, and Bill Beaudry, the founder of Challenge Center, happened to call, and we got chatting, and um, long story short, I started the PT program over at Challenge Center, or extended the PT program at Challenge Center, and then became the executive director. And the Challenge Center is in La Mesa, and when did they Mm -hmm. begin operation? It will be our 30th anniversary next year. Huh. Yeah. What was the motivation behind the founding of it? Well, Bill Beaudry... Um, was injured in a surgery and got a spinal cord injury as a result of a kind of botched surgery. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, depression, all sorts of things, kept him from really participating in his own rehab. And when he kind of came out of his funk and wanted to do some rehab, uh, the people at the hospital said, well, sorry, there's there's nothing left for you. It's two years later. We don't do that. Mm-hmm. We don't keep, you know, we don't keep helping people. And so he thought this, well, what do people do to stay healthy and, you know, keep trying to get better? And so he went and searched for some places and found a lot of well-meaning places, but um, well-meaning people, but without any real medical oversight. So he saw a lot of people getting injured, um, doing things that really shouldn't be doing. And so his dream was to build a place um, that people with disabilities and seniors, anybody with mobility limitations could work out you know, really work out, not just kind of sit and wiggle and yeah. um, have some medical oversight so no one gets hurt and it's safe. So he's, uh, Bill Bodrick, so is he still with us? I mean, that was 30 years ago. Is, he is. He's okay. still with us. He's retired mm-hmm. and um, enjoying the retired life. Does, and does he still use the center or still in, and still involved? or? Well, uh, he's he's ill right now, unfortunately. Mm. So he, he can't come into the center, but we're hoping very soon he's going to be able to come back. He's got to be 80-something now, I would take yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. And did he make good progress with his own mobility and improvement? Did he? Yeah, did he? Well, you know, um, people of his time, when he right. had his spinal cord injury, the average life expectancy after a spinal cord injury was about 10 right. years. Right, And um, he's going on a good 40, good. 45 years. <laughs> wow. So I'd say that his goal to Success work story. out so he could stay healthy has worked. Yeah. So good. for So he here's one person who obviously suffered hardship and and saw that as an opportunity uh, then he raised funds or who he must he must have gathered a little team around him and um, how did this whole thing you know take off he did he he met some um some doctors and some philanthropists um and he as he tells the story i don't know the whole story but as he tells the story there was a cup involved asking for money in front of kmart <laughs> and some kind of 
uh, suspicious raffling off of a car. Uh-huh. Um, suspicious just in the fact that, uh, you know, he really kind of got the guy to donate the car when he didn't really want to, but uh-huh. he was glad he did. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he... Yeah, he really struggled to make Challenge Center open, to keep it open, to keep it happening. And uh, we're so grateful that he did. And our so clients he, are so grateful. So he was able to, to walk after he had this uh, surgery surgery injury? or He wasn't. He okay. wasn't able okay. to walk. Okay. But, um, you know. But it got him moving. and He and stayed doing, alive and stayed healthy for a good four times longer than anyone but else all or a, expected him in to. A, in a wheelchair, though? Or, yeah. Wow, but, okay. you know healthy up until very recently yeah. but given demographics i mean increased life expectancy to me this seems to be even more important because people live longer but they also want to have good quality of life right and you, you don't want to spend your last 10 or 12 years being immobile for that's example. right that's right you want to put off and limitations as long as you possibly can right. the key to that pretty simple exercise mm-hmm. exercise and a social support network there right i mean right. that's, that's yeah, important exactly so you've grown to how many staff and therapists now? You're pretty big, right? Yeah, we have four physical therapists. We have three personal trainers. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's a big 5,000-square-foot gym with all state-of-the-art equipment that's universally accessible if you're ambulatory, non-ambulatory. And if you look on their website, folks, challengecenter.org, I mean, you see all the, the, the um, injuries that they serve and, and, and conditions, spinal cord injuries, brain injuries, strokes, cerebral palsy, multiple MS, Parkinson's, down arthritis, amputation paralysis. Uh, veterans, I'll bet uh, you're getting to see some veterans come through. Or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We do get to see some veterans. I'm happy to say, though, that the VA is doing um, a much better job and doing a really good job mm-hmm. taking care of a lot of those guys. That's great. So not quite the flood we were ex- we were expecting. That's Good. great. Good. Yeah. But, but um, and, and you're out in La Mesa on Lake Park Way, right? Is that right. off of the off of the eight somewhere? It's near or? beautiful Lake Murray, Joe. It oh. is. Oh, okay. But we are hidden, well hidden, in the back of Sunset Park. Okay. It's actually very beautiful. But if you go to the address, you it's you're like, where is it? And mm-hmm. you just see this funny little access road, which mm-hmm. leads you way back to the park. And we're back there in that cute little park. Terrific. We call it our cognitive test. If well, you can find us, Everybody you can has come. GPS to not now and, and, I know. and maps and whatever. Anyway, Except for Google has us out on the street. Yeah, we got to yeah. take a break. We'll be back with Tiffany PQ right after this and with the Challenge Center. Hang on. Back with Ticket Tiffany PQ, Executive Director of Challenge Center, and the. So that would be Tiffany Picky Picky Oh, that's right, Picky <laughs> It's difficult. I'm going to spell it P I Q U I L L O U D. Folks, if you can say that, <laughs> good for you. I Picky You, Picky Me, Picky You, right? Oh, Picky You. Right. Okay. Picky You. Picky You. Yeah. You know how the French always have letters at the end they uh, don't pronounce, and the D is silent. Okay, yeah. Picky You. Okay, now like we ballet. Got it. I like ballet. But it's a Swiss name. Of course, boy, by, the, by the time the show's over, then I get it. So you know how it works. But anyway, uh, Tiffany, great services at Child Center. I, I see on your website, challengecenter.org, uh, physical therapy, assisted fitness, independent fitness, training programs, and education. You want end services. You want to run through some of that for the folks who are not aware? Sure. Um, you know, Challenge Center is basically here to um, help people with services that aren't covered by insurance mm. and also for people whose insurance coverage has has been exhausted. They've done all the uh, physical therapy that their insurance is going to cover that, or they've been told that's mm-hmm. it. Um, and then, but they don't want that to be it. Mm-hmm. And they want to keep doing more and they have other goals and they can come to Challenge Center and work with us. And mm-hmm. we raise money so that we can 
offer it all on a sliding scale, mm-hmm. um, you know, pretty highly subsidized. So people, even low income people can afford it because mm-hmm. people pay as little as $22.50 for an hour of one-on-one PT with a mm. neurologic therapist expert. Mm. So is your largest demographic seniors or people who've been injured or what, what's your largest demographic? Well, there's a little overlap there because we have a lot sure. of seniors who have also, you know, had a stroke or, or a brain fallen, injury or they've right, fallen right. or something. But we do have a lot of, you know, a lot of seniors and, but also a lot of people who were born with disabilities okay. or had an injury or had a severe illness. Yeah. And they can, you know, a lot of people get told, especially seniors, mm-hmm. you know, well, uh, I know you're not walking yet, but that's, as good as you're going to get, or that's all the insurance is going to cover. Mm-hmm. So then they can come to us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we, our physical therapists evaluate them and kind of design a program. If they're uh, just wanting to maintain their health, well, first we maximize them. It's, it's not just the minimum mm-hmm. medical necessity. It's how good can we get you? And people get w- way better than they ever thought they could. And people, and the, they, they're, uh, doctors or anybody that they are always surprised at how good they get mm-hmm. and um and after that we want to maintain people's function and keep people healthy keep mm-hmm. them out of the hospital um keep them in the community with their families keep them in their homes and out of the nursing home um and you know exercise and social support like you said before those are those are the keys mm-hmm. and so we get them in there and we have trainers that can help them work out anything they need we have mats tables they can help transfer they can help stretch they can do anything and people aqu- need and you have aquatic classes too right yeah we have we have aquatics class warm water aquatics class mm-hmm. which is a lot of fun mm-hmm. a 94 degree pool at the croc center yeah, so and you didn't have to heat it today we're recording because it's about 100 degrees in november in San Diego. Right. Yeah. i know it's not weird <laughs> so my mother's uh, my friend's mother she's fallen a couple of times and uh she probably could benefit from your service just to help her with her balance and her strengthening, right? Uh, right. Because um, yeah. there's little things you could do. And he, uh, my, my friend's into healthcare, but he, his mother won't won't come, you know listen. So maybe you <laughs> maybe you can help her with that. Yeah, <laughs> so my I'm, family won't listen to me either. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got them. Yeah, they won't listen. But um, yeah, we, you know we have a really fun balance and conditioning class, and uh-huh. in fact, we just started this. This uh, last month, a new balance and conditioning class for people with Parkinson's. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're having great fun with that. This balance conditioning class, we we jokingly call it "Not Your Mama's Balance Class." Mm. This is not a sit and wiggle. This is up on your feet, mm-hmm. um, challenging balance exercises. You spend at least five or ten minutes every class, one on one with the trainer, mm-hmm. doing really high level challenge be- exercises, mm-hmm. walking on balance beams, standing on balance discs. Um, and we really get uh, great changes with these guys. 98% of our clients that participate in the balance class get measurable changes in their um, fall risk. And, and do you also see improvement in non-physical areas like reduction in depression or increase in cognitive ability or things you, like that? Or do you measure those things? You know what? We are starting to measure those things right okay. now. And we have a scale that we, we've just started administering. And um, the preliminary data we're getting back says yes. Mm. Very much yeah, so. Yeah, because I know if I don't run or work out or play tennis or do something every day, I'm really hard to be around. <laughs> <laughs> um, but if I do those things, I'm not so hard to be around. Well, you know, also, sometimes we're the only people um, our clients see all day. Of course. So, you know, they're very happy to come. They get to know each other. Right. All the 10 o'clock Tuesday people know each other sure. and ca- kind of call each other on it when they're not there and support each other, clap when whenever they make a new Mm-hmm. Uh, goal. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's actually really fun environment. We have a great time. It's 
kind of like the cheers of gyms. Okay. Yeah. And we have to thank Sharon Lee Master, who invited me to, to hear you speak at that wonderful little fundraiser that Anna Navarra hosted uh, a while back. Uh, and and uh, the client, Steve, I don't want to use his last name, but uh, he, he gave some testimony. Do you want to repeat his, his story for, sure. for folks? Sure, yeah. And uh, Scott's, you know, uh, released his story for us, so mm-hmm. he's, he's, Scott, he's okay yeah. with us uh, mm-hmm. telling the story. Well, Scott um, suffered a very severe brain injury. He got pushed down some stairs mm-hmm. on a cruise. And then, you know, because he was out the ocean, didn't get medical care immediately. When he finally did, um, the doctors told his wife, well, he's probably not going to make it through the night. Mm-hmm. Um, then they, when he did, they said, well, he might live a little while, but he's going to be a total vegetable in bed, never do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she just didn't accept that. And uh, two years, he got rehab and, and, you know, got a lot of treatment for a couple of years. But then finally the physical therapy just said, hey, that's about as much as we're going to get. And the doctors even said, you know, uh, that's as much as we expect to see from Scott. He And at that time. Now, was he, he paralyzed at the time? or? Yeah. Okay. You know, so that's from, when he came to Challenge Center. When he came to us, he couldn't sit up by himself. He was moving his arms a little bit, but he couldn't stand, couldn't sit. He was barely talking, just one or two words. Mm. Um, and um, here's, you know, you were talking about cognitive changes. Mm-hmm. Very, mm. We often have this. People come to us not really talking, and um, and I don't know why, but within a few months, that that improves quite a lot. I don't know if it's just the social interaction and, or, and or he's, what. And he's in a walker now. He's walking, right? Well, you know what? Yes, he's in a wa- he was in a walker when you saw him last, which was not. a couple months ago. But no, he has now graduated. He walked at our um, fundraiser Is that the other right? night. Wow. He came and did the whole thing no, no with, cane, a pole, with a pole, just a little just walking cane. pole like people hike with. Oh, my pole. gosh. Yeah, and so he's, he's just doing the hiking pole now, and he's walking by himself when he's indoors. See, his wife refused to take the the, the sentence, you know. She got the right. verdict, but she didn't accept the sentence, you know. kind of reminds me of the wellness community when it started out here. Um, you know, this Harold Benjamin had a similar story. His, uh, he didn't like the way uh, doctors bedside manner with cancer patients, and he, he formed a psychosocial support center for cancer. But, but I know you know, one area that where mm-hmm. it's been a real challenge because there just haven't been resources is uh, traumatic brain injury. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what Scott, Scott suffered a traumatic brain yeah. injury. And we have a lot of clients with traumatic brain injury because it takes so long right, to it takes recover. Right, so long, exactly. Right. And so insur- you're, you know, you just, nobody has an insurance policy right. that says enough, as much therapy as you want. Right. So they're, yeah. they're, they're, how about, they're told how much, you're going to be a vegetable, but, about, you know, three, four, five years, you can make tremendous progress. That's right. How about what you need as opposed to, you know, yeah. whatever. But so his injury occurred what year? How long has this been with him? Because it's... Uh, I think it's been about seven years. Yeah. Right? So it, it, it hasn't been quick, but that, that's kind of why we're there is because it's, it's well, still possible. Well, what a great ambassador. If you ambassador. keep pushing ahead. Yeah, what a great ambassador. And just in the last couple of months since you saw him, he's, yeah. he's improved. Right? Really? Seven years later, and he's still making great changes. Yeah. We're playing golf together now. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Boy, oh, boy. And he's better than me is the embarrassing and he, part. And he's young. He's like, what, 60-something, right? He's a young, yeah, young, young, young guy. Young guy. So. But well, that is just great. Great stories. Great to hear about that. And great videos, uh, folks, challengecenter.org. Or if you go on YouTube and just Google challenge or uh, search mm-hmm. Challenge Center, there's other people with similar stories like this and also on, on your website as well. And if people want to help, there's a way to donate, right? You're a right. 501c3, correct? 501c3, yeah. It takes a lot of money to uh, 
you know, dig this deep with people and provide yeah. everything they and, need. To and then every year you there. have your big comedy event, right? You've had yeah. some, tell us some of the past, I know you had Paul Reiser this year. Who right. are some of your past comics for you? That oh, let's see. Like? We've had uh, Rich Little was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rita Rudner. Oh, God, um, she's Kevin Nealon. Okay. Yeah, re- she was great. Mm-hmm. Um, Vicki Lawrence has come. How about that? Um, just... Let's Paula Poundstone was fantastic. Oh yeah, she's yeah, on. Uh, she's that. on radio. Yeah, yeah. Yep, so yep. Um, we've just had amazing, generous people um, come out and support us, so we can. And it's uh, always around October, and it's always um, somewhere around Mission Bay, right? It's we try to do it something something fun Dif- and unusual almost every year. So. Well, it's been fun and, and unusual having you with us, Tiffany PQ. Thanks for being our guest with ChallengeCenter.org, folks. Richard, great seeing you this week. Justin Hart, our board operator, thanks for making it sound terrific. Thanks to Craig Blanke, our con executive, and Dave Sniff, our programming genius here at KFB. All these podcasts are commercial-free on iWamoney.com. You have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye now.